something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down All right, welcome all. We're back in wet, rainy Michigan. Loving it. It's great weather. We sunk into my lawn on the way in, knee deep. Just perfect. Griff, welcome back. Thank you. How uh, how was it in New Zealand? Well, you know, it was warm. The sun, I saw yeah, it's it again. It's summer down there, isn't it? It is going into fall. Okay. So, like, every day was, like, 70 to 75 degrees, mostly sunny. Had a few cloudy days, had a few rainy days in there. Uh, how, how did the statue of us look like? And you were down there for the okay. unveiling of the statue. Here's the thing. I got down there. There was supposed to be a limousine waiting for for me. There wasn't? There was no limousine. Oh, fuck. They realized they got the dimensions wrong on the statue. So they they just tossed that, just mm-hmm. probably into the ocean, I guess. So you went down there for nothing? No. You... Unfortunately, you got kind of omitted from their final plan. I I told them I wasn't too happy about it, but they named a whole like you know how we have like Nabisco for crackers and some cookies and stuff. Yeah, yeah, household name here. They have uh, a treats factory industry called Griffins. They named it after me. So I told wow. them that's great and all, but you know this is a. This is a, a, a two-way dance here. You know, Tim's yeah. got to have his own thing, too. So, so the whole sex industry is going to be renamed to Tim Murray. All those I, products. I don't know how I feel about that. Some some dude out there, <laughs> some Kiwi right now is getting pegged in the butt by a Tim Murray original. Uh, okay. I don't. I feel I'm kind of competing with our man Charles Bronson. I don't know. That might... Yeah. I don't want to piss off Chuck, so okay. tell, well, him, tell him no. I got a, I got a couple tell of numbers. Tell him thanks, but no thanks. I got a couple of numbers. We'll, I'm we'll, fine. We'll have a quick chat with them and make sure to get your name on something. By the way, thank you for bringing me some kiwis. You can only get them in New Zealand. Hey, man. I'm talking about the birds. They're very tasty. Very tasty. I eat them like apples. They're pretty endangered, but, you know, they were like... Because they're so damn tasty. Yeah, and they were like, we feel really bad about not being able to give you your, uh, you know, give you the statue, so here's a couple kiwis. So I'm, I'm fucking furious, dude. Like I'm staying back. I had to stay back here to make sure the wheels didn't fall off. Yeah. This fucking runaway train we got going on right now. Whew. You were supposed to be representing us yeah. in this big statue unveiling. I heard it was like a hundred foot statue. That's what I was. It was I, like bigger than the Statue of Liberty. Damn. And now you're saying they just threw it in the ocean. It's just in the ocean. I was so excited to see what they were because they don't they don't know what we look like. So yeah. I was I was like, what is what do they get from our voices? What do they what do they think we look like? Yeah, they only got up to the knee, and I got to tell you, your knee looked perfect. So I don't know how they figured out what your knee looked like, but they nailed it. And uh, ankles, mine were right on. They didn't even get well, up. Yeah, to my we knees. know about your like, ankles. Yeah. You have issues with your ankles. I have I have a few issues with my ankles. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. why they knew about them because I air them out there to the world. I always talk about them. Great, well, Griff. Detail. While you were gallivanting around New Zealand. I was sick most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it was a perfect time to have a break because I, I, you know, I told you I blew my voice out when I, our, our technically our last episode was our Street Hunter Steve James episode. Yeah. 
because we pre-recorded the last two. And, you know, when I tried to do a Rebel Yell, or as you said, appropriately, a Howard Dean scream, I yes. blew my voice out, <laughs> and I could barely finish that episode, so... Yeah, even your doctor mentioned it, too. He's like, oh, you probably blew this shit out uh, when like, you were doing you, that Rebel did Yell. Did you do a Rebel Yell? And I said, yes. You got you got to warm up into it, man. I just went for it. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I got I, caught up in the emotions, um, like, like Red Brown does, yeah. and it didn't work. I, you know, John DiMaggio himself, the voice of uh, Bender, he, he called me up one day and said, hey, I can't get a hold of Tim. Let him know. Warm up the voice a little bit first. Got to come from the mm. diaphragm. So got some tips for you. I wrote them down. I don't remember where I put them, but anyways. All right, let's get. Uh... We got we got cage time. You know, it right. just so happens that we're going Back to fucking, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now. Red Brown. <laughs> we've yeah, been talking about You know, it. we've like, I was thinking, we've talked about Red Brown almost as much as Chuck Norris. I mean, at least we like Red Brown, but uh, he just, this is our fourth Red Brown movie. And I, it was completely on accident because I didn't realize he was in Street Hunter. Yeah. Like, I didn't look at anything, and you know, you we build it all up and everything, and so. Yeah, we don't prepare at all. We don't let no, people know that. no. Our next movie we're going to do next week, neither of us have seen. We don't even know if it's any good. Yeah. So but, hey, we'll, we'll all learn. We'll all learn. <laughs> we'll learn together. Yeah, so uh, not only is it Reb Brown, we got our man Lou Ferrigno. I mean, Reb's already an A-star actor. So he Lou... was, You know what? I'm going to say I was impressed with his acting in this movie. I yeah. think he really, compared to like where he started in Captain America, oh, yeah. he really grew as an actor. The range, 10 years. crying on command, like he, he's just amazing. The way he rocks those fresh white Reeboks, oh, oh so fresh, perfection. so white, <laughs> so fresh, so white. <laughs> okay, all right. For that, um, the the trailer I found for this, I I'm gonna have to cut it down to like 30 seconds because the first 45. There's nothing going on. There's no words, really? nothing. So it's going to be a short trailer, short and sweet. I mean, I summed it up already last week. It's just, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. So here's some trailer, and we'll catch you on the flip. Four walls of steel wire, 16 feet square. Man, sorry to report to you that your fight is dead. Cannot dispose of the body. We will take care of it for you. Billy Thomas and Scott Monroe, two lifelong friends, are drawn into the secret world. Billy, how would you like to make a lot of money fighting? Oh, I don't like to fight. Where they uncover its corruption, expose its secrets, and their only way out is to fight. For the greatest prize of all. This fight ain't gonna last long. Their lives. Lou Ferrigno. Rep Brown. You ain't gonna shoot a lady, are you, dickhead? And that was some that was some sweet trailer action. This movie did make it to VHS. I don't know what the budget could have been, but I've it, I know it made like half a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a lot more than they expected. Yeah. Well, yeah, it probably cost ten thousand. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the bar that they filmed several scenes. I in, don't know how much it cost because you'll learn as we go through this movie. There's a cornucopia I, of Golden Globus Theater favorite actors. All throughout this movie. And we'll movie. discuss them in a minute here, but we finally get to hear one of our favorites talk. 
Yes. Like, we've never heard him talk, but I, yeah, I, I thought he, I thought Lou Ferrigno's deaf and he was mute. I didn't know <laughs> that. But Al Leon can talk. Al Leon can actually talk. Yeah. And his voice is as sweet as the summer rain. I, I mm-hmm. loved hearing him talk. Like, something, just love him. I fucking love that Great man. guy. I, I, I need to see him in more. I, I well, hope you, he's you, in... We see, that's the thing. We see him in more. We never get to hear him in more. Yeah, exactly. I hate to bring this uh, bring it down for Let's you. Let's bring it down. But he had some debilitating strokes, and he's done with acting. Oh, so, I mean, he's, he's very old, too. But Yeah, that's that's really a shame. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry to hear about that. Well, he survived brain cancer, so, I mean, there's that. He, oh, he that... got brain cancer in the early 90s, and then he had, because as a result of the brain cancer, he had a couple of strokes. Oh, so, Jesus. like, half of his body doesn't work right. Did he, uh, does he have children to carry on his lineage? <coughs> um, I imagine I he has four sons and he, four daughters. He has a daughter with oh. a giant Fu Manchu <laughs> mustache. And the yeah. skullet. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of Ali Young's kids, aren't you? How did you know? The ball pattern and the giant fucking mustache <laughs> gives it away. So yeah. So uh, speaking of Asian people, we're starting right out in Vietnam. We're going deep sh- in the shit. And I 1969. Mean, they, it's just it. It's clearly like California, but yeah. you know. Well, yeah. all they needed was to have like a Creedence Clearwater Revival song playing because that's what they always do in every fucking Vietnam movie to let you know we're in Vietnam. I think it's funny you bring up Creedence because the bar scene later. I was like, every song they've played on this jukebox sounds like it's supposed to be a Credence song, but they changed like one chord and one word in the song just to get away from copyright issue. But yeah, Nam. All kinds of hell, because Nam's hell, you know? Yeah, and uh, Lou, his, his, not only the gun is he shooting can't be contained, his fucking guns on his biceps can't Ooh. be contained because he's, he's got no sleeves on his uniform. Of course not. Well, got- they're in the jungle, too. Come on. Well, uh, uh, Reb, he had his sleeves. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I, I don't know why he would. Because he had the stripes because he was a captain. Oh, okay. He had a show And off. he's like, they're, they're, they're withdrawing. They're, they're surrounded by Viet Cong. I mean, like four people. And <laughs> they're like, you know, like you said, they're in like a field in L.A., and they're running for their life to the chopper. Get to the chopper. Yeah, immediately got to get to the chopper. And fucking Lou, he's such a badass. He grabs an injured guy, just throws him over his shoulder. He's just like. Fortunately, the guy hit, got caught some bullets, so it doesn't hit Lou. Yeah. And then Lou gets him to the chopper, and they're just waiting for fucking. They're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Pilot's like, we're we're moving. And they're so, like, no, the captain. So the the uh, plane or helicopter actually starts lifting off the ground, and Reb's out there murdering people, yelling. <laughs> and fi- you know he finally realized like oh shit I got to get to the kappa and so he runs over and of course Lou's got his arm extended to of him. Of course he does. And he's... they get that bro grab in there. They they lock arms, and as they uh, uh you know start lifting off, Lou takes a bullet to the head, <laughs> right to the fucking head. <laughs> he's got a he's so a convenient. Yeah, he's out. so conveniently has a a bandana on. But. He loves Reb so much. He still has a death-like grip, literally, on Reb's hands. Reb's yeah. still hanging. Yeah. And Even, like, you think if you get shot in the head, you just fall right out the side. But maybe somebody's holding him. I don't know. Yeah. You Steve th- James is, like, in there holding him. <laughs> of course Steve's back there. <laughs> so now we got to get into our opening montage, because that's almost 
what it is. I was confused by this montage. What did it? Was it? Did it take twenty years? Was it twenty years in the hospital? <laughs> I don't, well, yeah, because sixty nine, so to eighty nine, so yeah, twenty years. <laughs> yeah, Reb, so, Reb's good overnight. Yeah, well, yeah. There's a scene. They're both they're in the hospital together. Even though fucking Lou is like near death's door. Yeah, Reb got shot in the ass or something, and he's like <laughs> he's adjusting his shoulder. He's like complaining about the he pillow. Did, he did get the classic action movie star shot to the left shoulder. Oh yeah. And so he's cool, and like it's like it's touch and go with Lou. Still, he's got yeah. like a bandage, bloody bandage on his forehead, and we get this montage of him coming back to see Lou. Lou's getting better. I like that. All throughout this time, they keep showing that bandage on his head, like you mentioned. It's always a spot of blood. Like I don't think that <laughs> wound would still just be spouting blood out. Well, the the VA is kind of rough, anyway, <laughs> apparently, yeah. and so. In this montage, we just see Reb. Was, by the way, I, I think this should be our opening song. It's a very beautiful song playing. If I can find it, that's the yeah. opening song for okay. sure. But who knows? And so, yeah, we get the thing of him like rehabilitating. Reb's reading like a f- book for five-year-olds to him. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They, I mean, I guess they knew at this point. So, you know, he's walking them down like the... the through things because he's got to learn to walk again. <laughs> so he's helping him. the technical term, the through thing. <laughs> the through <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he was still in bed, though. Like, uh, Lou's still passed out, and he's teaching him some cool handshakes that, you know, like. I don't remember that. The well, I don't kids know. I gotta, him. I gotta say, because we've explained that we have a gigantic fucking temper-controlled vault underneath Griff's house yes, where we keep so, so all right. our laser discs of every movie ever made. It's yes. like fucking the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's just like miles and miles. It's massive. And I I mean, I, sometimes I wonder, maybe we should have put some of the money into your house, but then I'm like, no. No, no. And I, Griff was out of town in, in New Zealand, so I couldn't, because also to get into the vault, we also got to have a hand, each of our hand princess to go on a thing and True. a cornea. Like <laughs> reads our cornea. We take this shit seriously, and so I couldn't get in the vault. So I was I had to watch the shitty fucking YouTube yeah, version. You got the acid trip, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. version, which is and unfortunate. By, so by the way, if you don't want to pay for this movie, it is available on YouTube, and it sucks. No, there's a good copy. You just got the bad. Well, copy. mine was. I looked for it. I looked all over. I couldn't. I was getting a headache watching this movie. Yeah, it's, Let me just explain how bad. First of all, it's pan and scan, so the sides are cut off. Yep. And then it was like super blurry. Like they put some petroleum jelly on the lens. <laughs> they tried to make it 4D. So sometimes, like when characters would move, they would move like the movie with like the camera with it and shit. And like the picture would shake and all this shit. Yeah. And I was like, I literally told him, I don't know, is that guy white? He's Chinese? I don't know. Like some of these people. <laughs> And I always will know who Red Brown is, but some of the other yeah. actors, I'm like, is that the guy I think it is? Yeah, I don't that, know. I, I wish you would have mentioned that to me because I would have helped you out there. But that version was trippy as fuck, and uh, it wasn't for. But it is free on YouTube if you want to see. Yeah, it. there is a good version also available. Where where is it? It was on YouTube. No, it's on YouTube. It's just it, since these movies obviously aren't supposed to be there for free, it's like you gotta know the right search to find it with. Oh, I didn't have so. It. He teaches him some handshakes while he's, okay. you know, incapacitated. Is that a good word for what he was? Anyway. Yes, he was. Um, and he's also, like, sponge bathing him because the nurses don't exactly know how to get, you know, his muscle, his physique. It's just so he's so he, ripped. He, lose, he lost no muscle mass being in a bed for 20 in years. 20 years. <laughs> so apparently Reb's... He got bigger somehow. Yes. Reb's in there, like, curling with <laughs> him or something. Like, what the fuck? And... 
Yeah, I mean, of course, well, we have to point out, everybody knows that fucking Lou Ferrigno is deaf. So that the way they had to work around his deafness, because obviously he has a speech impediment because he can't hear himself speak. Yeah. So he gets shot in the head. Therefore, he's like a man child now. Yeah. He's, he's, he's blaster to Reb's master. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so their, their relationship is a lot sweeter. It's not it's not full master blaster. Well, Master Blasters was sweet. <laughs> it kind of was he later on. When Blaster died. It's true. It, it got it got sweet later on. But like you were mentioning, he's got like a seven year old's book where kids are starting to read. There's a few more words, and then the next scene, next like reading scene, they do. They've regressed, and they're on like the three year old <laughs> thick cardboard where it's just like pop up book. Yeah, it's like three yeah. words per page. Just like oh my. And then God. of course. Lou just fucking loses it. He says so free. He just throws everything yeah, off the table. Oh, my God. And then, you know, you can see a tear in Reb's eyes. He's like, God, man, this guy saved my life. I owe this guy everything. Uh, yeah. And so we we're, we get the idea, you know. Eventually, 1989 rolls around. You can go home now. <laughs> yeah. Reb's got his sweet-ass sweaters, fresh white Reeboks. <laughs> He's looking great. Uh, but, you know, now that we've seen what those guys are up to, we get the un- the reveal of, like, what our whole movie's about. We get to see the fucking underground cage fighting yeah. circuit. Well, you know, as you know, Griff, I, I think I said in our American Ninja, uh, American Samurai episode, my dream in life is to be so wealthy that I can have people fight for Dude, my, to yeah. the death for my entertainment. So I was kind of a little envious of Mr. Yin, who's yeah. like our main villain. Were you? Did you like this setup? <laughs> well, okay. Well, it's kind of shabby. I, I want to add... He had a great voice. I want to say that. I want a very commanding oh, voice. Oh, he really did. He... He's like the Asian James Earl Jones. It was great. You're right about that. But, A, would you do it 13 stairs? I would rather rather have it like American Samurai, where there's like a a set. It was like a dungeon and all that shit. I mean, that's more stylish. Yeah, that was so cool. They had the pit, and like everyone sat up around it, like a Coliseum kind of outfit. There's, okay, again. If you were doing underground, would you just go 13 (laughs) stairs underground? Like, they're literally like. Ten feet underground, or would it's a, you, yeah, it's just in a basement in like a warehouse. Or our something. our laser disc vault is deeper. <laughs> yes, and better, and better, way better. Yeah, they just had some bleachers, and and then like the cage. If you can describe it as a cage, I don't know exactly. It was like it was like a giant cage you keep your dog in. Yeah, like, when it, you're trying to potty train. Like they like, maybe they did just get some dog cages <laughs> and like unhinge them, and then just like they zip tied them together. Okay. I don't know how it was standing up, but it's. Unimpressive as all hell. Uh, they just threw some sheets on the floor to, you know, make it look like some kind of wrestling ring. Right. And I just want to say, I thought the fighting in this movie was awful. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think I like. We had the man Al Young right there to fight choreograph. Yeah. But no. So this here's the thing. The main Chang, he's like the the main bad fighter guy. Yeah. So you think like, apparently Bolo wasn't fucking available because he'd be perfect for this fucking role. Yeah. Well, he's way above their league. Yeah. They couldn't afford Bolo. Yeah. So instead, no, they, they get if you're like my age and you watched wrestling in the 80s, you remember this guy. <laughs> he's a WWF. WWF right? jobber named Tiger Chung Lee, <laughs> who is not even in shape. He's like that fat, muscular kind of build. Yeah. And he's slow as shit. He makes the gall look fucking lightning quick. Mm. I'm surprised the gall never used him as a villain. 
And he's like the main, like, oh my god, I can't believe that they're letting people fight that guy. I like that you had, uh, you mentioned Seagal, because he kind of had a Seagal look going with that. He, horror... had a, he had a weak Nang Chen. Man. Yeah, it was a very weak Nang Chen. He probably got the offshoot, the Chen Nang. <laughs> so, you see, he's just, like you know, that. murdering people. And we see, we meet our, is this where we meet uh, Mario and Tony? Yeah, Mario and Tony, they brought their their hottest new prospect there. Right. It's some flabby Irish guy. He's pointless, and why they thought he could take on the Question. champ. Is every fight a fight to the death, or it just happens sometimes? It seems like a suggestion. <laughs> okay. Like, th- it's okay if you do it, but it's kind of frowned upon. Yeah, unlike Thunderdome, where they tell you the rules every five <laughs> seconds— we don't know the rules, but everybody complains about the rules, and it's like they're it's, always changing the rules. I yeah. noticed that. Yeah, well, it's like uh, well, Vegas, man. Like odds are always in the house's favor. Oh yeah, and they're horribly sore losers, which we'll find out later. But yeah, we get to see our main champ fighting to the death. He's like ringing the guy's face along the metal, and but Mario and Tony they brought this guy with them. Uh, let's just call him Lou, and. Oh, we can't call him Lou. We already have a Lou in this fucking movie. <laughs> but he's playing. He's called Billy. It's true. Not Bill. Billy. Not Bill. Billy. Uh, Roger. So they bring Roger with them, and of course, Roger gets fucking murdered. Just gets neck snapped right. in half because you know. I don't know how because Tiger Chung Lee is so fucking slow. <laughs> but it happens. Yeah, and so now uh, it's really uh, uh, Tony's thing, right? Mario's just kind of his wingman. Yeah, he's just his buddy. Like, yeah, he's the muscle. Yeah, so Tony. He is the Lou. To, to uh, Tony's rib. Yeah. So Tony has to go meet with the boss. Uh, what was his name again? Chen? Mr. Yin. Yin. So Tony has to go meet with Yin because he owes him. Well, while that's going on, we have another player in the movie. I'm still trying to figure oh, out her yeah. purpose. Her, the, uh, an Asian woman named Morgan, and she's dressed in drag, so she dresses as a man in a suit because I guess apparently only men are allowed to watch it even though there were women. Maybe she's one of Al Young's kids because she had the Fu Manchu going. Maybe. And so I'm we're just going to say she was a reporter because who knows what I, I don't mean, know. I first I thought she was an undercover cop. Yeah. And then I'm like, OK, because her move is so she's wearing a suit and she like she's slowly got the rain, unbuttons got the, the raincoat on only unbutton, And then she has this gigantic camera belt buckle. Oh, yeah. Lens that's like 16 inches. It's so long. conspicuous. And of course, the camera makes the loudest sound when she <laughs> takes a picture. <laughs> No one gives a fuck. It's like a flash and shit. She did a Polaroid. <laughs> That's dim lit. And she's like blowing on it, and like you <laughs> it's, know, it's, right in front of Mr. Yin. So and, and so, but Mr. Yin doesn't pick up on it. But our man Al Young does pick up. On yeah, because in the background, yeah, he's like some muscle from Mr. Yin, and he's like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, and she Morgan just kind of pops in and out a couple scenes. She serves no we, purpose. Yeah. I guess they just had to have a woman in the movie. All of these underground fighting movies, like. Uh, Bloodsport. They did it too. They had a woman reporter who needed to get in and you know yeah. report it. Well, this movie is basically Forrest Gump meets Bloodsport. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's Bloodsport meets the retelling of uh, of Mice and Men. It, they're, they're definitely going for of Mice and Men. You're yeah, right. <laughs> of Mice and Cages. Yeah, Mice and Cages. <laughs> and so. Uh, Morgan, you know, runs off. Eliong notices her, and so we think Eliong, of course, is playing a quiet bad guy. Yeah, he's he's always a henchman. But Tony's in a lot of deep shit right now. He owes uh, Chen like seventy five thousand dollars. Chen is, but he owes yen <laughs> a lot of yen. 
I'm just gonna keep throwing Asian names out there. And yeah, it's classic. Like, come on, just give me one more time, Mr. Yin. I know I owe you seventy. And he not only does he owe Mr. Yin, he owns the mob, the Italian mob, like seventy five grand. Yeah, he owes money. So that's everywhere. why he's betting with Mr. Yin to make the money to pay off the Italian guys. Always, if you're down, make sure to double down somewhere else. You know, right. And so Yin's like, uh, you have a week or we're going to kill your ass. Yeah. I mean, they had a little bit of a, a angle because they were just like, this fighter was weak. I mean, I need a real fighter out there. If you can get me a real fighter, you know, I'll go ahead and keep kicking that uh, money you owe me down the road. Right. And so they're on this mission to find the next fighter, which leads us into our next scene. Our boy Reb's an entrepreneur. Him and Billy. Yeah, they're they're, they're walking to work. Yep. And then then uh, Billy, who is Lou's character, Scott is Reb. Billy, I'm sure we're gonna go back and forth because we always do this. Uh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. so Bill, Reb, Scott, Billy, Lou. So Lou is like, "Hey, I got this new game I invented." <laughs> and then he's like, "Give me five. He's got his hands down low for the audience. And then no, Reb gives him five. And then he just slaps fucking Reb across the face. And Reb just laughs about it. <laughs> you rascal. I could just see him seething, though, because I would have. Yeah. If you did that to me, I'd murder you. Yeah. All right? <laughs> You're just like, hey, slap. So but he's like, ha, Billy. You're so, you so know. Billy's just laughing at himself, having a good time. He's got his <laughs> well, yo-yo Of course out. he is. He's slapping people. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's fucking playing along with his yo-yo. They're like, they really make him a child. Like, he's, wearing, he's got, like, bib overalls. And... I didn't know Oshkosh Bagosh went to <laughs> yeah, men's side. Like... Mean. Especially. That was half the budget went to the specially. <laughs> and so he's like, can we watch some wrestling tonight? And he's like, only if you don't wrestle me. I'm still sore from last night. Yeah, we know what that means. Oh, boy. These guys just going at it. Yeah. So they, you know, they get into the bar. They run a vet bar. So it's full of just, like, World War II veterans. There's no... Crusty old alcoholics. Yeah, there's no, like, Vietnam And there's, like, pictures of them from NAMA on the wall, and it's it's great. They've got some arcade games set up, so Billy, of course, just beelines it. I didn't think there was an arcade game called Blaster (laughs) Master. They just made that. Like, I know (laughs) there is a Nintendo game called Blaster Master. Blaster Master? Well, this is Master Blaster. Uh, Yeah, it was one of the... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so... While we're there, we meet a, uh, a new character, Mimi, who's the the Mimi. That was her name. Yes, Mimi. I think I called her Stacy at some point. Yeah, I don't know. You don't. You don't know names. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a kindly old lady. who's kind of a motherly figure to both of them in a way. Yeah, she. I, at first, I thought she owned the bar, but apparently, yeah. Scott owns the bar. Uh, yeah, I thought she owned the bar too. I thought they worked for her. Right. And so she's just like, oh, Billy, you're just so lovable. Go play Master Blaster. <laughs> Go over there and get the high score. Because I'm guessing, like, Billy's basically the bouncer. Like, they bring him, like, that's his job, if he has a job. I mean, everybody there loves him, so he's right. just kind of like a figure you go down and see. I mean, Billy's character really should have been on Cheers. You should have had Frazier, the fat guy, Billy, you know. It would have been great. That's Cheers would have still been on the air today if uh, Billy was in there. So then we set up, like, Mimi's like, uh, Scott, I got to talk to you for a minute. So she takes him back, and she's like, uh, "We know we owe all this money. We're going to lose the Ooh, bar." Cue that real sad music. You know? I, I forget the composer. I, I noticed it the last time I watched the movie, but one guy did all the music for this, and I was like, "That guy worked his ass." It was off. very Casio keyboard. Oh, dun, yeah. dun, 
dent like that it kind was of shit. Very, it was very sad. Very and stealthy. she's like, it, you know, we need like seventy five grand, or we're gonna lose the bar. And he's like, oh yeah, I got to deal with Billy and his fucking yo yo, and he always wants to <laughs> wrestle all the time. <laughs> I forgot, you know. Yeah. And so we, now we're setting up some drama here. So we're like, they're gonna lose the bar. Yeah. What are they gonna do? And while that's happening, our buddies Tony Tony Mario, Tony Mario just happened. They just want to drink. So they just happened to stop by. They're licking their wounds, man. I mean, they're down. They're out. Like. Vet bar, it's very quiet. So, like, hang out. Tony is a, just a degenerate gambling piece of shit, but Mario's a good guy. Mario is pretty cool. And he's just like, you know, you know, he's sticking by his butt. Even though fucking Tony's a piece of shit, he's still his friend. They've yeah. known each other since they were 10 years old. Tony they play stickball t- in the streets. Tony's a total dick. He is. And he's like, what are we going to do? And then, then while that's happening... Fucking... You thought Al Leong was it. No, we get another classic Golden Globe Theater character. Who we... Always referred to as <laughs> Renegade's partner. And you know what? We both looked it up again, as we always do. Yes. Let's see if you remember the name, because I already forgot it. Branscombe Richmond. I was going to call him Breadcrumb. So Bread- Branscombe. Close enough. And I want to point out, I was a little offended by this. Because, oh, this is super offensive. Because he is a Native American, but he's playing a Chicano gangbanger dude. Yes. So he's got the mullets beautiful. I'll give him that. It's his like, his hair's always looking good. And he's coming in with his his, his, uh, his uh, buddies, amigos, <laughs> I think they call them. And he's just <laughs> totally, it's like somebody told Branscomb, look. I want. I need you for this role. Here's two Cheech and Chong movies. Watch this. You'll know everything you need to know about Mexican <laughs> oh, people. I like. I just realized this. Everybody in that gang. You probably didn't notice this because of the version you were watching on. Everybody in his gang had great hair. The artisan they had long I, the, hair. Yes, the artisan dude. I thought was Matt Hannon for one second. Yeah. And like, it wasn't. Had like Fabio just like shiny, perfect uh, shoulder length. I noticed. Hair. Yeah. Even with my shitty copy, I noticed that. Yeah. And so they're, of course, fucking with people. They're, hey, Bendejo, what's up? Hey, Vamanos, yeah. you know, oh, burrito, brother, you know. And, and he's just... Rabs, hey, brother, why don't you tone it down a bit? We're not here to party, but, you know, you're welcome to have some like, why don't you fuck us? off, man? Give me some tequila, because that's what Mexicans drink. <laughs> and he's, he's like, like okay, okay. Ra- yeah, Rabs, Rabs just keeping it at, like, a three, you know? That's how most New Zealanders talk to us, by the way. Me and my buddy were over there with me. They whispered a lot, and it was very hard to understand. My ears are blown out from going to too many concerts, but it's, I kept leaning in, and I, I thought they were uncomfortable. I'm, I'm but glad you leaned in. I, I had to lean in. I had to hear them. But anyways, Reb's like, all right, well, what do your friends want? I don't know. Maybe up here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them! Just give me some tequila. So he's like, "Okay, well, again, keep it down, have a drink, or call it a night and leave." And you know? like, "Fuck you, man! I do what I want." So they, you know, they're sick of hearing the knockoff CCR, so they turn on some. I don't know what was big in the late '80s, but some good party some music. White Snake. Some White Snake. Metal Sean. I, I wish he was here. He would tell us. Oh yeah, He'd break it down. He. We would spend the next forty minutes probably. Maybe talking some about Bon Hovi. Bon Hovi. <laughs> and so yeah, and like that's like that pisses Freb off. He's just like, I can deal with your bullshit, but when you turn off the Bon Hovi, <laughs> I'm to fucking die. And well, they, they, they turn it off, and so they're like grabbing the patrons, which are all. 80-year-old women and men. Like, they're all 80. And Reb's like, all right, enough's enough. So he starts taking on all six or seven of, you know, the little gang here. 
And he's, of course, beating all their asses. Doing some roundhouses, some oh. fucking fly-ass, fresh white Reeboks flying everywhere. Yeah. They're really working the camera angles to make it seem like he's not old man roundhousing. I don't think they had the Chuck Norris action jeans either. That probably no, didn't there's, help. There's some splits. And so all this shit's happening, and Billy, finally, Playing, somebody bumps yeah. into him. Right. He, like, knocks over the arcade machine and is upset because <laughs> Blast Master turned off. And so he's like, what is going on? And fucking, it just starts wrecking. He fucking goes full Steve James on him, man. Yeah. He does the fucking move that Steve James did, American Ninja Two, where like they all dogpile yeah. on him and he just fucking throws. And then the everybody. bowling, the bowling alley sound effects, <laughs> boom, pins knocked and over. And he basically almost murders these people. Well, yeah, he's yeah. so Tony and Mario loving this. <laughs> they saw Red Fight and they were like, "We need to get that guy." And then they see fucking uh, Billy start throwing people around, and so they're like, "All right, we got two free agents right here." Yeah, and well, well, yeah. Scott, he start he's cleaning everything up. So while yeah. that's going on, they're like, "Hey, Billy, come out here side for a minute." Oh no, they talk to Scott first. Oh, did they? They tell Scott like, "Hey, man, we uh, understand you have a bar and everything, but you know you could always use a little extra cash." And you thought they might have had an angle on like the insurance and how Scott or yeah Scott was kind of behind on it and everything, but you know they don't quite know that information. So they they approach him, he says no, and then they're like, all right, and then they grab Billy, and then they just you know they try to like work him like you know Scott would want you to do this for us, yeah, you know because he's like at the mind of he's the mind of a child, <laughs> his master would say. <laughs> And but it's not working. Even Billy's like on to them. He's yeah. like, I don't like fighting. I mean, Scott taught him basically. Oh no, you got to ask Scott. You got to yeah. ask Scott. So they're like, I mean, you're really gonna help us out here, and you you like us, right? And they're like, Yeah, you guys seem pretty okay. And so they, they just keep trying to lay that on there. Like we're friends. It's okay. We're gonna help you out. And so he's just, Hey, you're a big man. You can make a decision for yourself. And I don't know about that. He's like, I can't. Scott has to help me sometimes. And sad music again, just heartstrings. He's talking about wiping his ass, but <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh. Sometimes you need help. I, I feel like if he can master Master Blaster, he can wipe his own he's ass. Like a, he's like Rain Man. Yeah. He like he lost all his mental faculties, but he can play. He's like, he can show play a mean pinball. <laughs> yeah. But okay. That's the second week in a row that movie's come up. It's a great fucking movie. I love that movie. Love the fucking scene with the baked beans shoot out of the TV. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that movie sometime later. <laughs> so, yeah. So they're like, we gotta get, we gotta figure out a way to get these guys to fight for us. They're just, I got it, Mario. We're gonna burn their fucking bar down. <laughs> we gotta bring some kind of incentive into this. But only we gotta do it during the daytime. I don't want anybody dying. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess that does make sense. Yes. You know, burn the bar during the day because patrons would be there at night. I was like confused about that but anyways so Tony nobody dies so they're not they're scumbags but not total scumbags yeah and they're gonna hire of course diablo aka uh, branscombe richmond breadcrumb richmond so yeah they so they go to their hovel that they're like gang house clubhouse and they're like, I think like he's cooking like a big lobster bisque on a fucking plate or something that was later on but, yeah, yeah. but yeah, so they're all like, yo, man, fuck, fuck those pendejos, what yeah. they did was. And they're like. And he's like, hey, I got an, I got an offer for you for those pendejos, yeah. as you call them. How much? 
few few hundred bucks, like two hundred bucks. Why would you be willing to burn down a bar for two hundred dollars? Hey sometimes you're broke, you'll do anything. And that was to be split amongst all five of them. No, I think he was cutting a side deal. Brad Crom was like, "It's all for me." Oh, okay. <laughs> And he might get this in VO5 like, conditioner for their hair. But. <laughs> I mean, they, they have to spend a fortune on that conditioner. So he's like, hey, Matt Hannon, Spanish Manhattan, Matt Hatton, Matt Medbedeb, Matt Hannon, <laughs> get over here. I like you Matt do Hatton. it. Nobody dies. Even these guys have some kind of morals. Yeah. Except for Matt Hannon, Spanish Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> Spanish Manhattan. <laughs> that sounds like a delicious that's, drink. That's my favorite uh, kind of chowder. Oh, oh, that's a that's Spanish chowder? Manhattan. Yeah. I, I would think that'd be a cocktail, but no. okay, I trust you. And so, uh, so he's like, "I got it, boss. Don't worry about it." <laughs> so we cut to the bar. Mimi's there. She's like going to inventory and all that shit. Yeah, and he's like sneaking in, rustling around. He's like, "Billy, is that you? Yeah. Stop playing around." Because Billy apparently loves to play hide and seek. Oh, I love that. And he's like, "Fuck you!" And just lights up like a Molotov cocktail and just hurls it at her. Yeah. And, I mean, Scott must have been making meth or something in this bar on the side <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, because it, it blows up pretty good. Yeah. It, yeah. And I, I love how Mad Hatton, as you called him, he loved it. And it explodes. He's standing five feet. Delay! Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. So. Still what they said. Job well done, right? I mean. Of course, he killed somebody, but we got to get... we gotta. This is where we get... This is the real... I actually posted a picture from this scene because it's such a heartwarming scene. They pulled... Co- the I love the cops to show up. Hey, your bar burned down. Lady died. See ya. And they just walk away. All right. <laughs> like, we'll get out of your hair now. Like, no questions. No, Like, they would have taken him down there. And Billy, he was so excited, he wanted to answer the door, so he's there. Yeah. And he's like... And he just runs out. He runs straight to his weight set out in the back. Yeah, they got they got a nice thirty pound bench press, you know, going on out there. So, and like I said, it's all about reps, not about heavyweights. Yeah, that's exactly. And so he's crying on the bench, and then Reb just this is where Reb really impressed me. Yeah, because he's like holding back the tears. He feel he feels for Billy and he feels for Mimi. Yeah, and he starts crying and he just puts his arm on his shoulder. Just biceps just fucking exploding in this scene and on your copy it probably was kind of coming at you in 3d it was. They, kept, like, they kept doing like a yeah. fisheye lens effect at some points i watched both versions that's why i know what you and saw and then he's like hey buddy it's gonna be okay yeah oh man and then it's just oscar where the fuck are you okay where were you in 89 for real for real i don't know schindler's list probably was that 89 garbage compared to this movie <laughs> Oh, man. So, Tony and Mario, they have hearts. So they're pissed off with yeah, what happened. It said no deaths. It's apparently the next day. They don't go back to meet with Diablo, so they paid him up front, right? I imagine. I guess. So they actually find out about the fire by buying a newspaper. Again, yes. we need local journalism people. Cause Written by Morgan. It might have been. Yeah. Maybe it was. So... Morgan writes this. I couldn't see because my picture was so blurry. I don't know, but it could have said written by Morgan, well, that Asian woman who dressed well, in drag. <laughs> well, let's assume Morgan wrote the article. But it in bold letters, the headline is just, you know, woman dies in bar fire. And, they're, and they're, Tony just goes off. He's just on he's, a racist tirade. He's like, they ought to build a wall. Yeah. He's and just, then he puts on a MAGA hat and they walk off into the sunset. Yeah. He's just Mexican. And this, Mexican. Man. Cut to our man Scott, a.k.a. Reb. 
He's at the the remains, like the charred remains of his bar. He's going through. He finds a picture of him and Billy from yeah. the Nam. It's magically it hasn't burned at all. Everything's fucking charred. Yeah. And then we get this heartless fucking insurance bitch who shows up. Yeah. And we get about a five minute scene where they explain the pros and cons of insurance in your business. Maybe, maybe like State Farm funded this movie. I don't know. Just for this ten minute ad, they were like Lou Ferrigno and Red Brown. Fucking Affleck Duck was in the yeah. background. Yeah. That so, was kind of weird. It, it was interesting advertisement. Gek- Gecko was in there. The guy she's, Gecko. She's heartless. She's just like, you fucked. Yeah. You got the wrong insurance, asshole. You're not gonna be able. You're you're not gonna be able to. The insurance money you have will not pay to rebuild the bar. Yeah, and she's bringing up all this other shit that he owes too. She's like, "Well, you bought the wrong insurance." He's like, "You told me to buy this insurance." She's like, "Well, that was twenty years ago. Things change, Scott. Things change." And then she's like, "You still also the C note to the bank, fifteen thousand dollars." So Scott's had enough, and he's just like. Fine. Goes into his sweat sock that he's wearing, pulls out a huge wad of money. A thousand dollars. Again, this plays into I think he was selling meth. <laughs> I think he's just horrible with money. I mean, I think maybe Billy had should have took care of the money situation. <laughs> Billy might have been more responsible with it, yeah. He's like, here's a thousand bucks, choke on it, bitch. And she's just like, Well, what about your receipt? You can stick that receipt up your ass, lady. <laughs> and this starts the string of Red Brown just calling everyone ass or asshole. He's angry. Yeah. He's lost Mimi. <laughs> so he jumps in his shitty fucking Suzuki Samurai Jeep. <laughs> and then takes it. All the cars are so broke down in this fucking movie. It just looked that way. Morgan had a BMW convertible. <laughs> Everybody's wearing those baggy-ass 90s suits. <laughs> I don't. Elyong had the baggiest fucking suit on. <laughs> I just think he is the most awkward shaped man, and that's the thing that we don't understand about him. So, Morgan, come back to Morgan. She is like, this is their, their downtime. They're cleaning up for the next night of fighting. So, yeah. she's taking more pictures inconspicuously with a gigantic Polaroid. Again, this doesn't pay off in any way, shape, or form. It's just. She's a sneak. Well, yeah. So she's taking pictures. Then she hears El Leong, like he's like, "You clean up the blood and do all this shit." Oh, so no, she's... That, that was the blonde dude. Was it? Yeah, the blonde dude came in. You probably okay. couldn't tell because of your LSD <laughs> fucking movie. Yeah, it was the blonde. You're dude. right. It was. It was the. I, I don't know. If, I'm. I'm assuming he's Asian, right? Because he had fucking like. I thought he was maybe he's an albino. I, think, I don't know. I what think the fuck he, he was, was supposed to be like an albino Asian. And he, of course, because albinos are the evilest people on the planet. <laughs> and so she's hiding underneath he the mat. He does nothing in the movie, though. And well, he sh- he does shoot a rat because <laughs> yeah. because he's like peering. Like he hears something. Meanwhile, her whole face is sticking out of this hole. It's not even like just an eye. It's her entire face yeah. is sticking out of this hole underneath the, like, the apron <laughs> the tar- and the ring. Yeah. And he still does. He so we're thinking, oh my god, he sees her, and he pulls out a gun and fucking cracks off a shot, and he shoots a rat instead of her. Yeah, so and she's whoosh, like, whoo. and that brings us in fight night two, and so our our, our champion Chang is, you know, taking on. Um, I, I forget what. Well, guy they were was. like, get the ring ready. We got these Texas oil men coming in. Oh yeah, okay, their fighter. Yeah, and so yeah, so the, the most stereotypical Texans. They got cowboy hats, bolo ties, cowboy boots. They're shooting guns. They're like, they got the revolvers. They're, like, they're constantly They're like the fucking yeah. uh, the oil man from The Simpsons. That character. Yeah, yeah. And one, the main guy looks like Charlie Daniels, the giant beard. He's playing a fucking fiddle and shit. <laughs> and of course, 
Tiger Chung Lee Chang annihilates this guy in like five seconds. Yeah, it, again, not even a close fight. Chang and this guy, this guy, he fought. He had fucking American flag pants on, and he still lost. That's still how amazing Chang lost. is. And so now, now we got to see another person deal with Yin. 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 And uh, you not know, Yang. yeah. So. The oil men go up to see Yin, and they're pissed. They're like, your boy clearly cheated. He did. He kicked the guy in the balls. Yeah, that's right. He did uh, the atomic uh, ball drop, or whatever they call that move, where you like get him from behind, and you throw him up, and then you fucking crack. Yeah, that's yeah. the atomic drop. Yeah, atomic dropped him like twice. And then I think he snapped his neck, Steven Seagal style. So, the, unfortunately, they lose their guy, and they're just like, you, you cheated. And Yin just like... I don't see any rules written down anywhere. What are you talking about? There, the only rule is there are no rules. Yeah. And so the oil man is just like, yeah, I guess you're right about that. And he's like, are you going to pay me? And the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I'll pay you. And he's like, do you want to take your guy out of here? Or do you want us to bury it for you? That's a good service. <laughs> it is. That's a, that's a big deal. Like burying a body. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, he's not I'll so bad after all. Yeah. And he's like, I'll take you up on that. I'll take yeah, I'll take you up on that. So Yin, not not so bad after all. Apparently not. And, and so we gotta go to the next morning. Tony and Mario waking up early. Yeah. They're like, we gotta get Billy. We know that Scott is always goes for his morning jog. Yeah. So let's get him while Scott's out of the out of the house. Yep. So they show up. They're like, Hey Billy, Scott wanted us you to go with us. Yeah. Really? And like, yeah, let's go, buddy. And they get him in the car and they take off. Yeah. I mean, Billy's got all kinds of questions. Like, Scott just told me that he, uh, you know, was going for his morning jog. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. Scott uh, had some big trouble he had to attend to uh, over in China. You don't know where that is, right? Good. And so Billy's like, well, all right. <laughs> all right. And then they take off. And just like five seconds later, Scott's coming back from his jug. He's right. got the nice fucking ball-hugging short shorts on, <laughs> knee-high socks. <laughs> Nobody in 89 was dressed like this. I'm sorry. All right, back By that time, people wore the long knee-length shorts. I think he really did go for a run around the set, though, because the sweat looked very realistic. Well, he's method. He's totally method, man. Yeah. So he goes in. He's bolting through the house. He immediately, I imagine every time he opens the front door, he shouts for Billy. So Billy! He, he opens yeah! the door. Yeah! That that was a good hero, Howard Dean. Line <laughs> that that was good. right there. So so <laughs> I'm never gonna be president. Yeah. So he shout he shouts for Billy. Billy doesn't just run at him like you. I, maybe like, that's like, the he's thing. Like, yeah, he's like a dog. Like your dog <laughs> oh, when I come geez. in and runs at me. So Billy doesn't come running. So he's like, oh fuck, <laughs> he's probably out just pumping iron. Goes out there. He's not out there. But his towel's there, and he feels it, and it's still warm with sweat. So it's like... <laughs> sniffs it. Yeah. Like, it, can't, it can't be far away. So... Still warm with sweat. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, of course, Scott's freaked out. So, I mean, he's got to go see the cops, but we got, we got to see what Billy's up to. Oh, yeah. So, we get, so Tony and Mario take him back to their shitty little hovel of a, an apartment. Yeah. And they're feeding him... This nice, beautiful meal. It's just a big sub submarine sandwich bun full of iceberg lettuce. That's it. And he's like, I can use some mustard on this. 
<laughs> they're like, whatever you say, give some mustard, you idiot. <laughs> and so like, my, and then he's like, you know, I like playing video games. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to comfort him. They're like, like oh, don't worry about Scott. Tell and, us about and you. And he's like, I'm good with Master Blast. <laughs> I got the the main like the highest score. And like Mario's impressed like a motherfucker. Yeah. he's like, that's a hard game, boss. Yeah, like, and he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's a video game. <laughs> And he's Stupid. like, "Stupid!" He's like, "Oh, of course you know about it." And more, more tension between Tony and Mario. I mean, come on. Because yeah, because Mario's a decent guy. He's just like this guy. He's he's just he he's a cheese a child. Like yeah. we shouldn't be using this guy for our own fucked up purposes. Yeah, like, we got we got ourselves meaning. Tony, you got us into this mess. Yeah. And why are we like abusing this mentally uh, handicapped person? Yeah. So. They start laying out the story about how Scott needs help with the bar, and you want to help Scott, right? Well, we got a little thing we're going to work out with you. And he's like, You like wrestling, don't you? He's like, I love wrestling. I don't like hurting people, but I love wrestling. He doesn't like fighting. He likes wrestling. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, And he's like, Bill, you're going to be perfect. Yeah. And he's like, it's Billy. It's not Bill. Oh, man. And it got, it got really dark for a second. Yeah. And they're like, why don't you show us how strong you are? He's like, all right, I'll lift you up. Just gone, you know. He's <laughs> child of child brain. <laughs> so he lifts he lifts Tony up, and Tony's so, freaking out. So fucking uh, Billy's in. He's like, "I'll do it for Scott." Yeah. And Meanwhile, that's... Scott he's looking high and he's looking all over. He goes to the cops. Cops, as in every movie, are useless. Yeah, and of course they're crooked as fuck. And this guy's like, "Look, if it was a kid, I'd do something. It's your fucking stupid friend. Fuck him. He's he, on his own. He probably wandered off on his own, or he's getting sexed out there somewhere. Because that's what people do with these challenged people. <laughs> they sex them. So they sex them." <laughs> <laughs> so, so so he's like excuse me while i drink my coffee from this skull like my <laughs> mug and then red flashes back and he, he what, what was going on with that coffee mug he had a coffee mug of like a weird like it looked like a heavy metal like yeah. bad heavy metal album cover it was like it was like a fucking skull with like crossbones yeah and Wh- then he had the flashback to diablo <laughs> and it's diablo's tattoo yes it's, I, don't, I don't know what was going on with that so the cop in his office at the police station is, I mean, he's wearing the I was the impressed band- that Diablo's gang has mugs. We don't even have mugs. We just have stickers. We don't even have mugs yet. The cop is advertising <laughs> that he's a, like affiliated with a gang that burns buildings down and murders people. He's even wearing the fucking we red and know- white bandana. <laughs> Yeah, because that was their color, right? That was the color. Except when we see a guy with a blue bandana later on. <laughs> yeah, that's but, right. Yeah. So Billy's like, fuck you. I got it. Like, like every great action hero, he's got to do it himself. Yeah. So he takes it to the street. First thing he does, he meets, he's, he's, first guy sees a red bandana, he just beats the shit out of, puts his fucking foot on his throat, fresh white Reeboks, totally gleaming. Oh, yeah. And he's just like... Tell me what you know, asshole. Yeah, this is the asshole scene. It's just asshole, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> he's like, what are you trying to really tell us, Scott? Yeah. And he's like, fuck you, man. And then oh, he does that nice Rudy Ray Moore move where he just digs his foot a little in yeah. his neck. And he's like, I'll tell you whatever you want to know. It's a club over on Maple Lane. Just go over there, man. Just like, leave me alone. He's like, you're damn right, asshole. Ah! Ah! <laughs> and then he jumps in his fucking beat up fucking Suzuki <laughs> Samurai. <laughs> And we get a little intermission here from all Scott's action. We get to find out that uh, Morgan, 
who thinks she's being all sly again. This time it's like out in a city center and uh, yeah. the albino. And she's like, hold on a minute. I undo my coat. This is the first time because she was out in public, she thought she was fine. So yeah, and the she, albino Asian guy she's following. Yeah, and so she's taking a bunch of pictures of him, and then finally a hand on her shoulder, and it's like, it's, it's happening. Ali Young finally caught her. So sure enough, she turns around. There's our man. And he's like, hey, boss, I caught her. Yeah. And they take her away back to the hovel that they have their cage fights. So. That's right. So we get back. Rabbi, he goes, finally goes to the clubhouse where the gang hangs out. It's like got a nice pool table. It's like, yeah. Or is it? Does it? No, he goes. He, yeah, he goes to the clubhouse. For Diablo's not here, right? Diablo's not here. He's, okay, he gets his shotgun and he, yeah, he heads gets over. his shotgun. Yep, and uh, like you said, he's not there. I think uh, no, Mad Hatton was uh, with Diablo. So yeah, he just walks in there. He's like, "You assholes are gonna <laughs> tell me where Diablo is?" And they're like, "We don't know Diablo." <laughs> he's like. Yeah, you do, asshole. <laughs> and so he's like, I'll give you the count of 10. And we sit and wait for him to very slowly count yeah. to 10. I, I think he shoots a couple times. Because they're like, fuck you, man. And he like shoots at him. And they hide behind the pool table. Yeah. And then he gets down. They, he takes it all the way to 10. Yeah. And, and he just starts fucking shooting. Like, he's got a shotgun. He's just blowing shit away. Dude. Bashing people's teeth in with a fucking shotgun. It's brutal. I guess then he, he, he gets some info from a guy, I'm yeah. assuming. Uh, eventually, like, he knocks enough teeth out of a guy. Tell me, mouth. asshole! Asshole, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> and so he's just like, oh. like, I don't know what you mean! What is this asshole? <laughs> Pendejo! He's like, oh, I get it. Yeah. And he's just like, he's over at this place. <laughs> oh, no, he has to, like... He lets a guy run away. Like, a guy gets away and think, jumps in. I think Matt Hannon, Hannon runs away. Yeah, it was Matt Hannon. Yeah. He was there. God damn. Yeah. So, we're working on We're figuring this out <laughs> as we go. So, he gets in his car and drives away. Well, wait, away. no, before he goes, a woman shows. Yes. Uh, which I want to point out. If, if She was a female wrestler from Glow, Gorgeous yeah, Lady of Wrestling. It was? Okay. She was Matilda the Hun. So, yeah. she's like this huge, like, woman. And he's like, what are you going to do? Hit shoot, a woman? Shoot a woman? And then he just fucking lays her out. He, he, like, bashes her teeth in with a fucking shotgun. Yeah. And it's like, hey, man. And then he, we get the car chase, and he's fucking chasing them all the way down. He's got two Holds cars. Holds down his windshield. <laughs> yeah. We've got, we've got two cars that uh, he's following. And and he's following. No, he's following somebody, and somebody's following him. Yes, yes. And so we get, we of course get a scene where you know he finally gets the better of the one car that doesn't have Mad Hatton in it, and he fucking knocks them into uh, some boxes. There just happens to be a ramp. Yep, ramp and they, boxes. Does, and then they flip, yep, over, flip over the old classic move you see in the A Team every episode. Explodes. Mad Hatton's got a low rider, so he's kind yeah. of ahead. Yeah. He, and then he goes to the. You're right. He goes to the clubhouse where Diablo. Diablo, right? This is where Diablo's cooking a nice lobster bisque <laughs> on like a, on a hot plate. It's beautiful. Mad Hatton, even though he's freaking out because you know he's got red behind him, he's like, oh my god, that smells amazing. He's like, <sighs> but trouble, trouble, <laughs> trouble. And asshole! And the door, <laughs> like, gets shot through. Cocks that shotgun. And he just, just proceeds to just beat the shit out of Branscombe. Yeah, I've nailed it. <laughs> you're still, you're keeping that name. You're going to keep using it so I we remember. Keep, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know nothing. And he's like, you yeah, know it now, asshole. And yeah. he just goes, asshole, asshole. <laughs> he starts telling him, like, because he's like, you killed my friend Stacy. Not Mimi. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who fuck Stacy. <laughs> I don't know either. And he's like, no, man. Honestly, 
Honestly. I knew nothing about it. Do you know anything, Spanish Matt Hannon? <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, I, I guess I kind of, yeah, I yeah. Uh, kind of murdered somebody. And so Dia- Diablo, like, pins it on uh, Matt Hannon. <laughs> well, he didn't do it. Diablo's told him, I don't want anybody dead. Yeah. So it's all on Matt Hannon. Yeah. So Matt Hannon, you know, he turns and Reb turns around to look at him, and during this moment, Fucking Diablo decides to seize the opportunity, grabs a bottle, and is going at a fucking Reb with it. But Reb's too quick on the draw. He knew he smelled foul play. Even over that sweet lobster bisque. Even over that sweet lobster bisque. I was waiting for it. They they telegraphed it so much. I was like, somebody has to have that dump down. Oh, yeah. But it didn't happen. You're expecting him. And so now he's just got to deal with uh, Matt Hatton, but Matt Hatton sucks. I mean, he's yeah. he's all hair. Well, the real Matt Hatton rules, but yeah. this, the Spanish version sucks. He, he Telemundo sucks. version is awful. <laughs> so, of course, uh, you know, they, they start duking out. He just basically wields the shotgun and just slaps him in the face a couple times with it. And he just breaks like a bitch, and he's like... I, he doesn't tell him where where they where Billy is though. No, he doesn't get any information out of him. He's just pure rage right now, revengeance after he finds out that he burned down, you know, killed Mimi. Right. So he's like, "Oh, I know what I'm gonna do." They just happen to have a pre cooked Molotov cocktail waiting for him, so he lights it up, throws it at uh, Manhattan. Turn around, feet. turn around is fair play, brother. Yeah, and he just it, he and just, this is where this he gets fucking. Cold blooded here yeah. because Matt Hannon is on fire. Okay, coldly on fire. Yeah. He's like, "Kill, Kill me, me, please!" And he just laughs and just yeah. goes, "No, I ain't gonna do shit." Yeah, he was just like, "Mimi always loved a good campfire." Ooh. I mean, what do you think about? It? And we'll talk about it more at the end. Scott is one of the most ruthless motherfuckers in this movie. He's yeah. br- he's the opposite of Billy. Billy doesn't want to hurt anybody. Scott can't wait for an opportunity to murder somebody. And so Scott, he hits the streets. Yeah, he's got. I mean, he like we were saying, he didn't get any information on where Billy's at, but he does know that it is. Oh, he finds out about Tony and Mario. Okay, so that's what he's you know he's looking for now is Tony and Mario, and he he catches wind of like this underground street thing. Yeah, he goes up to these guys. He's like, "Hey, you're Chinese. <laughs> you must know about this." And they're I, like, we don't know anything. And he's like, here, he pull, I got $1,000. He pulls out another. That's like, why weren't you paying your insurance with this money? Yeah, he pulls out the wad, gives him like a dollar. He's like, that'll tell you. Like, give me that information. And the guy's like, dollar? So he hands his buddy 50 bucks. And the he's buddy, like, he gives it a whole wad. He's like, this is all yeah. I got. Yeah. And which, you know, he does. He's got another sock. That's what the rest is. <laughs> I mean, it's like, pay your insurance with this money, Reb. We wouldn't be in this mess. <laughs> I mean, he's. we noticed that when he was jogging with those socks pulled up so high, he's got these weird lumps in it. It's because he just yeah, stored all of cal- his money. I thought he had some huge calves, but that was money. <laughs> Bill's lining his fucking And socks. he's like, all right, it's right. Go, this is like a block down the street. That's where the whole death, fucking to the death place is at. Yeah, just go down, a little, just down the street, take a left at the McDonald's. It's right there, yeah. man. Thank you, asshole. Asshole. <laughs> it runs off. So now we cut. To, we meet another mob boss, the Italian mob boss, Mister Costello. Oh yeah, and this is where like powerful connection. I mean, obviously Yin's are, like a powerful. Yin drug is moving. like an up and coming guy. Yeah, Costello is the guy who kind of runs wherever. I'm assuming yes. it's L.A. And he's just like, hey, I heard you got these death fights. Uh, we want everything here. We want a piece of that shit. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, I brought my own guy here. I know what you're talking about. I got this guy straight from Italy. Italy. Don't fuck up any of you guys. <laughs> and then is Tony there too? Tony is there. Tony and Mario show up. 
because they started Tony weasels his way into a deal. Like they have uh they've brought Billy there at this point. Okay. And so they're all there negotiating out this big deal right. that we're gonna find out about if And so Costello's like, My guy can beat any of you motherfuckers. Yeah. And he's like, I don't think your fighter is even good enough to meet Chen. Yeah. And how about he fights Tony's fight. Yeah, he's like, here's a new rule. He was explaining this. Costello joins them. Tony was already there saying, I got this new guy with me. He's ready for the champ. He's going to beat him. He's like, no. Ch- champ's not just fighting any right. you don't go dick to the, and You don't go to the, the fucking big boss from the get-go. you got to work your way up. Yeah, now you have You're to You're level work. one, motherfucker. Yeah, now you have to work your way up. And so it just happened. Costello had this guy, so they're like, okay, here's the deal. Your guy will fight Billy. Italian guy is going to fight Billy. And so they work out the money deal. Well, Tony goes, aha. Well, if my yeah. guy beats your guy, I don't owe you any money, Mr. Costello. In fact, you owe, the debt is off and you owe me 10000 Brilliant. Which he's going to use to pay off Mr. Yen. It's brilliant. And he's like, you know, it's a deal. He's like, I'm ready. I just want to see some fucking murder tonight. So. I believe we go straight down to. No, well, I also want to point out one of. Mr. Cast- getting back to this cornucopia fucking uh, going global oh, yeah. stairs. One of the goons from Mr. Costello, even though he's a super racist Italian guy, he still hires out Mexicans because yeah. our man Danny Trejo in a very early role, not even a line. I just noticed them because how can you not notice Danny Trejo? Yeah. And he's just sitting in the background. Yeah. And, and this is also when we find out that uh, our our main man, Elion. Yeah, Elion comes in and he's like, hey, I recognize that guy. Where are you from? How? And he's like, I've been in 5,000 movies, <laughs> ass, so of course you recognize me. Elion, whose name in this movie is Tiger Joe. Yeah, he's like, who the fuck are you? He's like, uh, I'm Tiger Joe. No, you ain't. I know who the fuck you is. This guy is a rat. He's a cop. Yeah, he starts hitting him with some super racist, you know, where you know, slang against like a, a Chinese person. Which, of course, Yen's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, there, Padre! Whoa. This is my show." And then he's he knees uh, Eliong in the in the dick, and he's just like, "You got some balls on you, buddy." Knees him. He's like, "Or maybe you have no balls at all." And, and then he explains to everybody. So this is like, for, for, I'm, my mind's blown right now. Oh, I've super. never seen Eliong play a, a good guy. Yeah. And so I'm like, holy shit! They had, they were fucking with our preconceptions, Griff, because yeah. we always assumed he was a villain in all the earlier scenes because that's all we know of. But no, Elyong is as what it takes to be a hero as well. So they're going to escort him, and we'll get we'll get uh, to to Lou in a minute here. But Billy shows up immediately, gets captured because he just walks in the front door. Those thirteen Scott stairs. Shows up. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Scott shows up. Walks on those thirteen stairs, immediately gets captured because he's well, like, "Hey guys, have you seen Billy?" Well, he's he's in an asshole rage, so he attacks one of the guys. Yeah, that's a good asshole. Point. <laughs> and then, and so he gets captured. Morgan and, is captured. Morgan Al- and Tiger captured. Joe, aka Elyong, is captured. And so they're all just in this cell together, and it's they're like, com- they're not even a cell; it's like the locker room or yeah, some shit. It was isn't just it? like a locker room. <laughs> yeah. Morgan immediately is into Reb. Did you notice she. that? Well, of course she. Like they've never met before, and she's already hugging on him and stuff. Feeling those pecs. Elion kind of gave a little glance, too. He did. Yeah. He's like, what's in your sock there, bud? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that a lot of money in your sock? You're just happy to see me. And so they're just going to be hanging out there for a little while. But, you know, we'll we'll join our man of the hour, Billy, who's getting ready for his first fight. Versus the Italian. 
Played by another Golden Globus Theater God extra, damn. the German actor Matthias Hughes, who was in a lot of sh- a lot of like sequels to classic movies. He was in No Retreat, No Surrender too. Okay. He was in Kickboxer too, which we got to do that sometime in the future. Yeah. And so, so he's like the most Germanist guy you can think of. He's got long blonde hair, but he's an Italian in this movie, right? And he's probably the only... He actually should have been the main villain in this movie, because this guy actually knows how to kickbox, unlike everybody else in this fucking movie. Yeah. But, but no, he's just like cannon fodder. And so... He does show off a little bit of his moves, because Billy's not willing to fight. Well, Billy thinks it's a wrestling match. Yeah, Because that's what they're telling him. Billy... Yeah, exactly. Ma- Mario and Tony just tell him, like, hey, don't worry about it. It's just wrestling. You'll just go in there, and you'll wrestle him and manhandle so, him. So, because Billy believes in fighting fair, because he's a babyface wrestler. Yes. He goes, hi, I'm Billy! And puts his hand out. Goes in for a shake. And fucking Matthias, the Italian, kicks him right in the fucking he face. He drop kicks him. <laughs> he jumps six and a half feet in the air and kicks him directly in the face. And he's like, what the fuck? And then it's like a fucking Hulk Hogan um, wrestling match where this, like, fucking, the Italian's beating the shit out of him. Yeah. But, then, but fucking our man's hulking up. Yeah. And he just fucking, uh, well, I, I love there's one, I want to point out, once I, like I said in the beginning, Worst fight choreography oh, I've ever seen terrible. in a movie. There's one scene where the Italian's just dry humping the back of Lou. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be like, I was like, what is this move supposed to be? <laughs> Lou's pinned against the cage and he's driving, he's supposed to be driving his knee into his ribs, but it just looks like he's thrusting into something else. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even remember how it ended. I know Lou wins, Dude, but so he starts to he like he gives him a nice jab to the face. He climbs up the cage a couple, you know, steps. Then he gives him the old Kentucky can opener, just splits the guy's head <laughs> wide open, and Costello is just stunned. Scar he he's always smoking a cigar. He just mouth goes ajar, scar falls to the floor. Tony's like, ha, ha, I don't know you shit, motherfucker. Yeah. And he's like, well, you, you kind of do, because I'm going to take a piece of your fighter now. Yeah. And so they take Billy in the back. He's all messed up. Tony's just like, you, you, you did it. You're the fucking champ. He's all happy. But, of course, Yin is just like, all right, that was good. Right. You're good enough to fight Chang. See yeah. you in 30 minutes. And, and he's like, like what? 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 No, let's do this in a week. He's like, no, you're going to do it tonight. Yeah, always changing the rules. Always changing the rules. And he's like, okay, okay Billy can do it. And he's like, yeah. I don't know how to fight up. <laughs> you know, he's all bloody. And, but, and Mario's even like, Tony, what the fuck? All right? Yeah. He's almost dead. Yeah, Lou is really <laughs> fucked up at this point. And so he, he grabs, uh, Tony grabs uh, Billy, and he's just like, you're going to get back out there. <laughs> and you're going to fight for me. And slaps him. Across the face, and Billy just chucks him into the door, 20 and then, feet. And then Mario's like, I, get out of here. Just, I can calm him down. So he's going to smooth talk him, and we're going to check in on Morgan and the, and the crew there. Yeah, they're like, we got to get out of here. We, we need to come up with some kind of plan. I got a plan. So Set my clothes on fire. <laughs> he, takes, he takes his shirt off. He's got four layers of shirts on at this point. But he takes just the button-up off. Well, he's got the fucking cool tank top underneath. Yeah, he's got the cool tank top. And he's like, he points, cause she's wearing a giant flannel. Yeah. It, you know, it is 89. It's kind of pre-grunge a little. Yeah. And Ellen, she's like, uh, you're not taking my shirt. 
Yeah, El- take her pants. Eliong and uh, Eliong's like you're not taking any of my sly ass <laughs> baggy ass suit. All right, it's so funny. Their their plan, of course, is to build a fire. <laughs> And of course, all Eliong supplies the matches. I will yes, say. Yes, Eliong supplies the matches <laughs> and just support. Most retarded fucking plan ever. <laughs> We're going to start a fire by the door. Smoke, but it works. The smoke comes in. But yeah, they they get Morgan's pants because she doesn't want to take her shirt off. So she's running around without pants now. The rest of the movie. But yeah, they the the guards see the smoke, and of course they come running in like idiots. Open the door. Fucking size twelve Reebok just goes boom right in the guard's face. Yeah, and then they're they're. Ready to go. Oh, shit. This happens later. This happens after Billy fights Chang. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. Save the, what we just said. <laughs> well, th- we're, that was a little foreshadow. <laughs> just ruined this. No, Billy fights Chang, uh, and he gets out there, and Mario... No, pe- no, you know, we're right. According to our notes, we're right. We're okay. He has he the fire happens and they escape. Yeah. So, so now be- this is the fight with Chang. Okay. Okay, so... It's like, I want to fight no more. Yeah. And, and like, I do. A, that's pretty good. Like drunk guy voice. <laughs> and he's like, you got to do it, man. Come on. Yeah. Scott would want you to. Okay. But first, I need some ice cream. And he has a little. He's like, okay, we can do that. So they go out and they get a bomb pop for him. And then time for the fight. Tiger Chungley, Billy. Yeah. Which I don't care if. If like if this was like a real fight, Lou Ferrigno, who probably does no training anything, would murder Tiger Chung Lee. Tiger Chung Lee is like Buddha with a fucking <laughs> Nang Chin tail. <laughs> yeah, and and he's about as slow as Buddha. And so, but he gets the upper hand somehow on our boy Billy. Well, yeah, Billy came out guns ablaze in this fight. He just started throwing the kicks in there, which I would never expect Lou Ferrigno to start kicking people. But hey, you know. When, uh, that's what he did, but yeah, Ty, what was his name? Chen Chang Chang, yeah, Chang immediately gets I mean, him in a headlock, yeah, and starts popping him in the fucking side of the head, yeah. right where his fucking gunshot wound is, and that's when it finally happens. Like he 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 goes from like the Hulk fun rage to just like Vietnam flashback. Yeah, every punch there's a flashback to Vietnam. Yeah. And when I was telling Murray about this movie, how I remembered it is that he punched uh, his mentally challenged away, so he was like fully cognitive adult I again. I was so excited to see this. It, no, he, you, you were so yeah. excited. You were in the moment. When I you really saw was. It. He does not do that. He stays no, brain damaged. He, yes, he very much does. It's probably, it probably worse because he's getting punched in the head. Yeah, he's probably got some concussions going on now too. But yeah, he's, and now he is just like. He goes. He, he hulks up. He, he hulks. He goes hulk. He's, he's, he's right, straight up roid rage. Yeah, and he just fucking starts beating the shit. And this is a nice callback. I put this in our notes. The scene, the Al Leong scene from Lethal Weapon, where he's he's shocking Mel Gibson, and Mel Gibson is like, God, he has oh, hands yeah, tied yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And so they recreate the scene where Lou, because it's like it literally is a cage. There's a top to it. And Lou grabs like the bars at the top, and he puts oh that's puts, right. puts Chang in like a head scissor, yeah. and snaps his fucking neck like Mel Gibson does to Al Leong yep. in Life Lethal Weapon. A lot of neck snapping, and he's just like oh, and then he just he's drained. He just all the hulkiness goes out of him. He's drained, collapses, and so they're like, okay, now can we leave? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. He needs to fight one more time. Yeah. In 30 minutes. Apparently, Yin had arranged 
a super actual fighter, like some kind of master fighter guy. So they're like, you're going to fight him now. Well, this is when Billy and crew finally make it to Billy. Uh, Scott and crew finally make it to Billy's locker room. Yeah. And so they're like, you know, n- you know, Scott immediately starts nursing. Uh, I don't want to fight him no more. He's like totally battered. He looks like fucking Rocky at the end of the first Rocky. Yeah. And he's just like, you don't have to fight anymore. You're okay. Uh, you, we're all set. We're going to leave here. And Ian knocks on the door and he, well, he doesn't knock. He just comes in because <laughs> yeah, he's in. It's I his place. Who am I talking so. about? He's like, yeah. You're going to fight one more time. Scott's like, how about I fight? Yeah. That can be arranged. Billy can't fight anymore. I'll fight in his place. And he's just like, all right. We can do that. Yeah. He's very fluid, the rules here. Like, he's just whatever he wants at that I moment. Get, like, fucking Yin, you start to realize, is just like, I'm just going to keep making this Yin in my is the favor. worst, because even Costello, like, keeps, like, the, hits yeah. the bats. He's like, Tony's off the hook now. Yeah, but and, but he, but even like Tony, like uh, Costello, seeing dollar signs, he's like, "You guys are great." Yeah, let's do this. He drops a half, million, yeah, half, half million a million. million. It just happens to have it. It's like li- it, it's like less money than, than fucking Red Hat in his sock. Yeah, a bunch of crumpled up one dollar bills <laughs> in this Kinjatashi case, and like like there's no way that was a million dollars unless there were yeah. ten thousand dollar bills. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, "Wow, I'll I'll take that right." No, we'll hold on to it. You just get the fight started. Yeah. So the fight, our man Reb, has Reb, has he still got the tank top or did he take his shirt off? I don't know. He finally takes his shirt off. Okay. Because, yeah. And he's ready to go. But this guy we've never even seen in the movie. This is the worst buildup to villains ever. It really is. There was, I, there was like, hey, use that guy. So there's this guy. He's not even an impress. The fight is weak. It's not even like a Kung Pao moment where you see him kicking an eye beam. You're like, holy fuck, <laughs> this man is just. Stupid stuff. No, we don't have any clue who this man is. He and looked even weaker than Chang. He looked so weak. <laughs> and so Scott has no problem with him. He gets in there. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Scott even takes a punch. No. He just murders this guy. Literally, he grab- He didn't have to do this. He grabs him by the head and snaps his neck. Again, you said Scott <laughs> is the murderous one in the group. He's just like out for blood. And so he... Just wipes the floor with the guy, and then he like gives him a nice throat punch. The guy falls to his knees. Reb just grabs his head and just fucking rips it right off. He's just like, what? Yeah, total fuck. He's like smiling. Yeah. And so and he's like, all oh, right, now we can leave. And yeah. then like, Yin, fuck Yin, just give up. Can we while you're ahead? He's like, no, yeah, I don't think so. Costello's like, all right, that's uh, a million you owe me. And he's just like, oh, yeah, let me just pull out of my coat pocket here. And he pulls out a fucking gun. And all of his goonies come around, and they've all got guns out. And a big old gunfight's about to happen. And but everybody who needs to die dies. Does Tony and Mario get killed? I don't even remember what happened. They get away. Okay. They they just scurried away like a couple of rats. So all but the good... What, didn't the police show up? Probably, yeah. They were on their way. Somebody... somebody Ellie Young probably called while the fight was going on. How, how did Yin die? He got shot. He got shot. Did I don't know. Did Young have a gun? Who had a gun? No, 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 no. I can't believe I forgot this. Yeah. Billy freaks the fuck out and bear hugs Mr. Yin and breaks his fucking <laughs> ribcage. 
<laughs> oh, they were poor rabbits. So he just crushes like I love you and hold you and kiss you and and he just sna- and then just, yeah, he crushes his ribcage, oh. kills him, and Costello gets shot by like one of Yin's goons. Okay. And so everything's looking good. Everyone's laughing. Have a good time. El Young, an undercover cop who has just witnessed Reb and fucking <laughs> Billy murder. murder three people together. And then uh, he's like, hey, yeah. that half a million in that briefcase? <laughs> I didn't see it. So get out of here before the police show up because they're on their you way. Got, you got a good use for this? And his hands in the case. Yeah. And they're like, I think we do. Yeah. He, he knew about the bar. He's like, I hear you have a bar that needs to be reopened. <laughs> he knows everything, man. So, uh, yeah, our final shot of this movie. See, they built a the, nice bar. It says Billy's. Billy's. How they, sweet. They built themselves a new bar. Until whatever happened that caused the sequel. Because there was yeah. a sequel to There's this There's a movie. sequel? Oh, I <laughs> haven't Re- seen is it. Is Red Brown in it? I don't know about Red, but I know Lou's in it. And I felt terrible because this is not a good movie for Lou to be in. And I was I was like, wow, well, he, why did he end up? What dire straits was he in where he had to be in this movie? No, I think he wanted to be in movies, and they were working around his handicap. Possibly. I mean, you unless you were going to, like, in the Hercules movie where you're dubbing him, you he... I mean, let's be real. He yeah. you, he can't pronunciate. Enunci- yeah. en- I can't pronunciate. He can't enunciate words for I think it's with an A. It, no, I think it's an E. Okay. I don't know. You might be right. <laughs> We're idiots. So, yeah, so I think that's why. Because he wanted to be Schwarzenegger so bad. Because Schwarzenegger yeah. just was in his head his whole life. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, so I'm I just, glad there were some people that like were like, we're going to help you out and give you a shot. Yeah, you know? I'm glad he made it to a movie. And again, he stars in the second movie. I wonder if it's as Billy, because I don't think Billy wants to fight anymore, but clearly something happened. Maybe, I, you know, I have a feeling. This is I know Scott nothing the, about Scott this movie. Scott the Bloodlust now? Scott gets killed off camera because Red Brown's not in the oh. movie. And then he's out for revenge. Okay. Maybe I'll, Scott has the bloodlust. He decides, hey, this is a great way to make money. And then he gets killed, and then he witnesses it. Yeah, and that's probably what happens. I, I I feel like I'll I'll have to look into it. We'll see if it makes it to an episode later. But I mean, I just want to say I got to check it out. Without this movie, you can safely say MMA would not exist as it does today. I think Absolutely. this movie inspired the UFC. I believe the early uh, rings that they used looked a lot like the cage in this, right? Yeah, but they were like eight sides. Oh, the octagon, eight flimsy sides. So. That's it, Griff. Yep. What Another we... movie in the can. In the can. But I'm so hyped on fighting. Yeah. And I don't know if you've noticed this. Well, you, you do notice it because we were talking about it. <laughs> that in two weeks, we're on the road to WrestleMania, Griff. Road to WrestleMania. And we have a lot. We were wrestling fans as children. Oh, big time. And we have a lot of wrestling fan listeners. Well, we have, I don't know if listeners, but we have a lot of Twitter fans who are wrestling. Yeah. So I'm assuming they listen to. You'd listen, right? So we're going to do... Two movies on the road to WrestleMania starring wrestlers. Oh, yeah. The first movie we're starting out, my favorite wrestler of all time. In my opinion, the greatest heel all time. You know him. You love him. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Not only that, Griff. That's enough on itself. Sorry, guys. We're not doing They Live. But (laughs) we also have the man, the inventor of Tybo. Mr. Billy Blanks. Oh, my God. In a movie, <laughs> I hope it's good because we both haven't watched yeah. it. But I've seen scenes that looked really fucking amazing. So I think it's going to be good. And it's called Back in Action. And we'll be back in action next week. So keep it warm. Bye-bye.